The U.S. Census is just months away, but it isn't without its usual challenges. The national headcount required by the Constitution also sets into stone how federal money is dispersed and also determines how the U.S. House of Representatives apportions its seats. However, a failed campaign to get a citizenship question on the census is feared to cause a chilling effect, possibly resulting in an undercount of minority populations. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Peter Rowe, you cover a number of things at the Union-Tribune, and recently you wrote about something big that's coming up in just a couple months, so big it's even in the Constitution. What is it? Right. This is one of the the few things in the Constitution that affects uh, everyone, uh, but only once every 10 years. So we we tend to forget about it when we're not faced with a census form, but it's Mm -hmm. the the every 10 years census. Mm -hmm. And this census has never been perfect, and there are always new challenges. Let's kind of walk through the original kind of inherent difficulty of counting a nation of people. Yeah, well, in the beginning, the first census was taken in 1790, so that was the first um, start of a decade after the Constitution was ratified. Mm -hmm. And so they sent out marshals and other federal employees to do a total count of the country. And even then, they understood that, you know what, they're not going to get a completely accurate count. You're just going to miss people. Mm -hmm. Um, These days census officials will talk about hard-to-count populations. But almost anyone can be <laughs> can be part of a hard-to-count population under some circumstances. Mm-hmm. And the census is rather important, not only for understanding how people live here, but also how money is dolled out. When do you explain that? Yeah, that was one of the things that kind of surprised me because I hadn't given a whole lot of thought to the census before, except as a a way of figuring, well, how big is your population? You know, mm-hmm. which is important to know. But, yeah, you know, beyond that. But actually, it turns out that the census is critical in determining where over $650 billion of federal monies go. Mm-hmm. Who gets it? And th- this is everything from monies that are directed to schools, monies that are used to build roads monies that are used to open fire stations. So really, it's, it's, uh, it's very important to know what your count is in a, in a certain census tract so that you can actually get the money that, that you're entitled to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth noting that people don't realize that even though the census is kind of the best tool we have to understand our population, it's by no means perfect. When you go to specific populations, it gets very hairy, large margins of error. So it shows how difficult it truly is to count everybody. Well, there are certain populations, again, I mean, almost almost anyone could be missed, mm-hmm. but there are certain populations where uh, experience shows that you are going to get an undercount. And those are primarily uh, lower income and immigrant populations and Mm -hmm. also uh, Americans uh, from different ethnicities uh, tend to respond at lower rates. So African-Americans are known to be undercounted. Uh, Latinos, Hispanics, uh, they're undercounted. And again, immigrants. So a state like California 
which has many immigrants and a, a large Latino population, there's a great concern that California will be undercounted. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, certainly. California is a minority-majority state at this point, and if the census undercounts drastically enough, California won't be getting its deserved slice of the federal pie. Well, it also could lose, and this this is something that's very important to politicians, I mean, it could lose a representative in the House of Representatives because basically we have a, a fixed number of representatives and they're apportioned according to population. So if you have a state where you are undercounted, uh, you could be losing representatives. And then if you have a state that's fully counted, they could pick up you know, some representatives uh, that used to go to your state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just kind of a structural inequality having ramifications at all levels of government. So now that we understand that there are these populations that are frequently undercounted, what are the government and what are people of that community doing to try to make sure that as many of these people respond to the census when it happens? Well, first of all, uh, the census is not going to be uh, showing up at your door anytime soon. Uh, But this is a huge, huge undertaking. It's a massive you know, kind of campaign. It's almost a military campaign that's being conducted across the country. The U.S. Census Bureau uh, says they will hire about 400,000 people this uh, in the next couple of months in order to conduct the census. Some of those folks are going to be going door to door, but that's not where this begins. This mm-hmm. begins with Uh, a letter which will be sent to every registered household in the country, alerting them to the fact that, hey, the census is happening this year. Mm -hmm. So those letters will go out, I believe, in January. Uh, And then there's a reminder postcard that goes out as you get closer to Census Day. Mm -hmm. Census Day is April 1st, 2020. And that's not a joke. (laughs) <laughs> no, it's not. It's not April Fool's Day. <laughs> but on April 1st, that's the day that you and I and, and everybody out there can fill out a census form online. This is the first time that census forms will be available online. So you can fill them out online and then boom, you're done. Mm -hmm. You may end up getting a reminder postcard after that saying, hey, you know, if you didn't fill out the census, please do so. Then what happens is maybe three weeks later, uh, the government sorts through what it is they have and then they begin sending out uh, what they call enumerators. Mm -hmm. And these are generally part-time employees who are sent door-to-door or to the doors of residences that have not turned in or or filed online mm-hmm. the census form. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. It's like the, the government doing its own data cleaning in a way. Yeah, right. And, you know, I, and I think um, there's a – the Census Bureau, when you talk to the people at the Census Bureau, there's a big push on to get as complete a count as possible. So – California, uh, you know, the census is a federal responsibility. It's Mm -hmm. run by a federal agency. But the state of California and San Diego County officials are all involved in something called Complete Count California, 
which is a, a parallel effort to get a complete count of the state. And so within San Diego County, you've got, uh, for instance, the schools. Uh, the county uh, office of education is heavily involved in this. And they'll be sending letters home with the kids to to the parents, saying, you know, this is this is coming. We need you to take part in the census. We need to get a complete count, because again, I mean, schools are among the beneficiaries of mm-hmm. the federal federal dollars that get dispersed. Certainly. And over the past several years, there was a push to get a citizenship question on the census that became a political flashpoint. It was ultimately taken off by the Supreme Court. So is there fear that undocumented individuals and people in mixed status families may try to avoid the census? And what is being done to make sure that there is as complete participation as possible? Yes, I think that the fear does still exist. Although uh, some of the folks who have been going out into immigrant communities say that many people are aware that that question is no longer there. Mm -hmm. Uh, The census, uh, for its part, is stressing that their employees, they take an oath to protect the individual responses. Uh, Nothing is supposed to be used to identify individuals who filled out census forms for 72 years. It's, mm-hmm. it's basically a 72-year block on that. Uh, anyone who violates that is subject to a $250,000 fine and up to five years in federal prison. I mean, it's a pretty hefty penalty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it looks like, you know, they're very serious about having this done in a confidential way. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how is that kind of enforced and protected? Uh, we live in times that are increasingly political. Well, for one thing, uh, the census does not have any kind of question about are you an American citizen? So there's real, mm-hmm. really no way to sort that out on the form itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who are dealing, that I've interviewed, who, who are dealing directly with immigrant populations uh, and they are attempting to allay their fears and tell them, no, you know, uh, that there's no way this can be used against you. Um, I, uh, you know, you hear all kinds of crazy things mm-hmm. on on the radio, uh, on talk radio, on cable TV. Uh, but actually, I mean, the folks who are in the field who are working with these populations say they're they're working very hard to counter that narrative mm-hmm. which they they'll tell you they see this as a purposeful strategy to discourage these people from you know taking part in the census it's and therefore like- to keep their populations from getting you know, clinics, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, another recipient of of funds that's determined by the census. Yeah, a kind of forced undercount would be kind of like pre-gerrymandering in a way. Yeah, right. I mean, you, you would, uh, and in fact, not just gerrymandering, but it would be making sure that more money goes to more affluent neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So that structural inequality again. So... Um, Right now in San Diego, if people are interested in, you know, joining the census part-time, how do you do it? Actually, San Diego 
is one of the areas that has a U.S. Census Bureau office. So you can go online. You can find the San Diego Census Bureau office. There's a phone number there. You can call them. You can apply. Um, They do have people out in communities recruiting employees. I was with one of the recruiters last week, and she was in Lincoln Park right next door to Lincoln High School, mm-hmm. and she was talking to a couple of folks who were interested in in being census enumerators. It turns out to be a pretty decent job. The pay starts at about $20 an hour, mm-hmm. goes up into the 30s, depending on what your job is. And for the most part, these are jobs that are uh, part-time. Uh, you can you can choose your own hours. You can work from home. Uh, it's it's an interesting way to kind of get out and see your community. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing is they're trying to hire representatives from the communities that are being surveyed. Mm-hmm. And that makes the most sense, particularly in a place so diverse as San Diego. Yeah, yeah, it does. Part of the reporting for this story was done by Hafsa Fathama, who is an intern here. And she had gotten interested in this topic because of things she had heard within the Middle Eastern uh, communities Mm -hmm. of San Diego. And it turns out that how um, how people are classified in the census has been a long running debate. I mean, Mm -hmm. for basically our entire history. Uh, So now there are something like 20 different racial categories in the in the census, racial and ethnic, mm-hmm. but there's there's no specific category for Middle Eastern or North African, mm-hmm. and so if you're, let's say you're from your family is from um, Lebanon, yeah, uh, you're encouraged to put down that you're white. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing if you're Egyptian. Same thing if you're Moroccan. Um, yeah, and the county has a large population of Chaldeans, so it's kind of strange, you know. Yeah, it does, and yeah, you know, and that's a good point. Uh, Iraqis, uh, Iranians, uh, who have come here in the last ten, twenty years, uh, they're being told, "Well, you guys are white." And now there's a place on the form where you can write down, you know, below you check the box white. Uh, there's a place below that box where you can write in specifically what your heritage is. Or you could skip that altogether, go down to the bottom, and there's an other box. You can check the other box and then write in what your heritage is. Mm -hmm. But people working within these communities say, you know what, that's not good enough because we're we're not looked at as white. Mm -hmm. Um, Because when you think white, I think you think, you know, white, wasp, middle class, um, kind of you know, leave it to beaver households. And mm-hmm. that's that's not the experience of these these communities. And so they're saying, really, we need our community to be, kind of be broken out just as, for instance, Chinese Americans are or Korean Americans or Hispanic Latino Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's always something that demographers historically struggle with because the the social and economic constructs of race shift over time. Right. And I also did want to do a shout out to Hafsa Fathama again, who, mm. whose reporting was was very important in this story. Mm-hmm. All right, Peter Rowe, thank you so much. It's my pleasure. In other news. 
The California Coastal Commission has elected a Chula Vista councilman as chair. Steve Padilla will begin working on an agenda that includes dismantling the San Onofre generating station and addressing the erosion of the Del Mar Bluffs. The high-profile commission regulates land use among the state's coastline, including sometimes controversial issues around development. Padilla was the mayor of Chula Vista from 2002-2006, and he said he's planning on advocating for bolstering the commission. He described it as understaffed. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. On weekday mornings, you can also hear a quick rundown of local weather and headlines. Just tell your smart speaker to launch the San Diego Union Tribune. You can also get the Flash Briefing as a podcast. For a full listing of our audio offerings, go to unionship.com slash podcasts. Until next time.